find the group that you belong to that's speaking the same language and looking to do the same thing and uh, surround yourself with them because they're going to be really big resources both in terms of anything from uh, how to run a business a better way or run it a certain way to the emotional support that the support that you can you can lean into when you're like things are tough right now welcome back to the motives life podcast today we have dan rogan with us from active life um he's a former gym owner and was in law school at one point so i'm very interested to to get into that conversation with him but today we wanted to bring him on and and just hear uh dan's experience as a gym owner and now a leader for gym owners like myself um with, amongst active life gyms um you know, and there's a lot for us to unpack here with Dan as his, had, as his experience as a coach and then gym owner. Uh, and again, now leading us uh, in this innovative space and in the fitness market space of um, just trying to meet people where they're at with fitness, uh, with, with a system and a process and no longer just, you know, approaching fitness from, from a cookie cutter standpoint. So Dan, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome, man. I, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot for us to, to, to jump into here, but I'm, I'm curious just to start with your story, how you progressed from law school to uh, where you are today, sitting on a Zoom call with me. <laughs> yeah, so I'll take it back uh, to law school. I had, had always had some sort of competitive outlet through my entire life. So whether that was football or skiing, one of those two usually. And in college, I was, a, I was on our ski team in school and that was that fueled that fire. And, and after, after I graduated, I, I moved on to law school. And when I, while I was there, um, I was looking for the next competitive element of my life. Um, and at the same time, I, early on in my law school career, I realized that I might not be in the right spot. Uh, and serendipitously, I was watching TV on a, on my, what was my Christmas break? I came across um, CrossFit, CrossFit games. It's like, I don't know what that is, but I want to do it. Um, a week later, I was in a CrossFit gym working out for my own, my own intentions. Cause I, I saw the games on TV and, and at the time, like I said, my, my desire to stay in law school and pursue a career in law continued to get less and less. Um, and as I got more and more exposed into the, the world of, of fitness or CrossFit, um, I felt like there was a lot of opportunity from an ownership or coach standpoint, um, obviously completely divergent career paths, but I ended up, so I ended up, um, taking a leave of absence from law school, which would technically still exists. I think today, like 10 years later, um, and getting into, into coaching initially that was for my own intentions. Cause I was seeking more of a competitive path. I ended up um, on a few different regionals teams throughout the years. Um, but then at, at a certain point that, that, um, focus shifted more towards my, my career side of everything and being, having been exposed to, um, coaching at different gyms and being a client, different, different gyms. I think I had this opportunity to see a lot of different ways things are done, both maybe exceptionally well and, and maybe the kind where you store in the back of your head, like never do this again. Um, and over time I became more and more aware of the clients who were in the gym, who was thriving in that environment and who not so much. Um, so when I ended up in a position where I had the opportunity to, 
to buy an existing gym, there are two things that really drove me or that drove my decisions there. One of them was creating careers for coaches uh, because I had spent time jumping from, or not jumping, but commuting from different gym to different gym. There was one year, I think I put over 50,000 miles on my car to do that, um, just to, to make a living and save some money to be in that opportunity to take over a gym. And I knew that if I could create careers or help create careers for for coaches that they would be able to focus more on the needs of the person in front of them, as opposed to what's happening outside that hour. Um, and then the second was to make the gym more accessible to people who, who really needed it. Right. So the people who loved and crushed it in the, in the environment we had um, were those people that had some sort of background in fitness and those who didn't have that often were falling through the cracks. Um, so that's a little snapshot of going from law school to more of a competitive outlet to coaching to to owning and and then i sold my gym after four years and part of that we maybe we jump into this more later part of that was uh, a lack of clarity around what the next step was should be in making the gym more accessible to the people that i wanted to make it accessible to yeah i think uh one thing ultimately we ran into as uh, with our gym as well was just navigating that, um, I guess, timeline for CrossFit as well. Cause there was really this boom between like 13, I'd say really like 16, 17 ish. And then, um, for me, it felt like it started to kind of fade away with regards to like the games and the open and all that. And we also started to realize that, you know, my mother-in-law shouldn't be doing the open or handstand pushups, you know, when she's just trying to get healthy and look better for our wedding coming up. Right. And, and those kinds of things started popping up and started to set us back and think about like, what are we actually doing here with fitness? Are we really accessible? Are we really as accessible as we say we are? Um, or is it just something that we say and then hope that people fit into our mold? Um, for you as, as a coach, you know, evolving over time to becoming an owner, um, I'm curious just to hear like, ultimately what led you to say, you know, it's time for me to move on. Is it because you ran out of options or resources to, to expand upon accessibility? Um, or is it more so like, were you burnt out? You know, how did, how did you ultimately come to that decision for yourself? So I'll speak to that point in a second, but I wanted to rewind to what you just said about who, you know, who you are, who you're for as a gym is that that's, that's one thing that we, we talked, spent a lot of time talking about. And it was, we certainly had those people who had amazing transformations, whether you want to call it physical, emotional, mental. With that said, they were often the exception, not the rule, right? And like you can make your gym accessible to a, a broader spectrum of people. But um, one of the things that, you know, we came back to was the idea that like this place that that person can fit into this place, but it's not necessarily shaped specifically for them. And that was like one of the things we were missing. In terms of deciding like, to, to move on, it came down to a few things. It was, you know, we made these changes and these iterations to the business model going from, you know, when I took over the business at the time, it was just your typical group class, like throw people into the group. Hopefully they stick to, you know, doing this, the basics to, to evolve it, to adding an onboarding process, right? To the, you know, having client check-ins and, and meetings with clients to the doing more prescriptive personal training and individual design. Um, and, you know, just, it kept going in that direction, but it got to the, to, to the point where I knew it, it wasn't where 
it needed to be from a fulfillment standpoint, right? So a personal fulfillment standpoint. Uh, and I didn't know what that looked like. And at the time, it didn't feel like it was worth disrupting this business that we had created to do this thing that I don't know what it looks like. Because I wasn't having conversations with people that, you know, were like-minded, right? It came from this world of, you know, constantly varied high-intensity functional movement. And, you know, the, the answer often is when you, if you have to do better programming or you just have to give a better cue, right? So coming out of a world where the conversations or perspective isn't always around, hey, there's this thing that you can do better. It, it felt like I'm going to expend, I'm not willing right now to expend a lot of energy, uh, time, energy, finances in exploring something that I don't really know what it is. Uh, and I tend to be someone who can plan, but also be relatively abrupt and okay with high risk and jumping into what the next thing is without knowing. And that was the path I went. Like I had, you know, I, I made a decision, you know, I had, I had taken some time away from business just to get some clarity. And I was like, I'm just going to commit to selling and I'll see what happens on the other side. Um, so it was a little bit less planned, more, um, more just impulsive, but uh, the, those were the main factors, right? It was, you know, put a lot of energy into making the changes. So, you know, that would say that that pushes you towards, towards the end of where you're closer to burnout than not. And knowing what the road would be ahead, uh, that there would be a lot more lifting to create this thing that I didn't have clarity on what it looked like. Didn't, didn't, um, it wasn't what I wanted to do at that point. Interesting. I, I feel like I feel just from our experience in, in working with you, you're in a position now where you're existing within a company that's doing the lifting that you were unsure of at that time and, and, and helping us build something that you're like, I know it needs to go in this direction. What I'm hearing from you now, like, I know it needs to go in this direction, but I have no idea like what that even looks like or how it's getting there. And, um, you know, it's cool that from your experience now, it's almost like we're, we are reaping the benefit of you, like going into something to help us now, you know, from your experience, you're like, I wanted, I wanted that for my gym, you know, and I'm, I'm equipped with a team now and resources to help you guys get there, um, with guidance now. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of the things that attracted me to the opportunity of working at active life. I had, I had met, um, Sean and a few other people on staff before when I still had my gym and, you know, and the, there were some, some workshops that they would run and kept in touch from time to time. I knew of active life before I ended up selling my gym. Um, it was, it was before, it was before pro path really became a big thing, but I bring that up because the vision and mission of active life always resonated, right? It was always about, servicing the person or creating the thing, even though if there wasn't a specific template or blueprint on how to do it, um, that I wanted to speak to, right? So when that opportunity came up to be a part of a team that was working with, you know, businesses and business owners that were looking to do the same thing, it was a breath of fresh air and it was exciting. Like, okay, like there's other people that are looking at this the same way I'm looking at it and speaking the same language that I'm speaking and be able to collaborate with that group on, on designing what the thing is that services those people. Um, it always felt like a no brainer. Let's like continue diving down this hole of, of that thing, because right now, um, we're in the midst of transition as a company and 
um, uh, um, immediately around us, like the people we serve and people that we used to serve. Uh, and even for our family looking in, it seems kind of crazy um, the way we're evolving the business right now from being a CrossFit gym for seven, eight years and serving one way. And then all of a sudden you're like, nah, we're not going to serve that anymore. We're only going to serve in this new direction. Um, what is it like, what is it about the direction we're heading that many of us share, uh, and that you're empowering us to, you know, systemize and, and deploy in a way that's efficient and, and effective for the consumer, right? The person that we're serving, like, where are we heading with regards to the marketplace, um, from your standpoint? You know, it, when when I and our when I had my gym and we had our, our our staff and our staff meetings, we would talk about you know we would put everyone on a spectrum essentially, right? You have the people who can work out and they don't need any type of instruction or maybe equipment or all they need is a workout to do, and and that gives them allows them to reap the benefits of exercise. And you go further down the line and you get to people who need some structure but they enjoy exercise and they like being in a group environment environment you go all the way to the other end where it's the person who has never stepped into a gym who has struggled to be consistent because there hasn't been someone that's there on their journey with them um, that they deal with all these issues outside of the gym uh, physically that lead them to think well i must be broken and you know essentially what we're doing is we're we're creating a space for people that live closer to that end of the spectrum where it's either because they 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 appreciate the what the gym does for them outside the gym. That's first and foremost, right? They they appreciate what the the fitness, the relationships, the program inside the gym do for them outside of it. And the second part is the person that they not just appreciate that, but they know that they don't have another place to go. Like I used to say, like we're for the person who throws their hands up and they're re ready to throw in the towel. They're like, I don't know what to do. And so we're essentially their last option. You know, it's, that's where we're going is to that type of client who number one truly appreciates like what the gym does for them outside. And they understand that there's a deep connection there and they value that piece of coaching and that their relationship and the culture that surrounds it. Um, and then second for the, the person who's like, I don't know what else to do. I've seen, you know, I've gone to the doctor and I've gotten these shots. I've gone through physical therapy or had surgery and it still hasn't made a difference. Like I'm, I'm at my wit's end. So, you know, we're working towards those, those groups of people that, that appreciate the value that comes from, from that, that type of work. Yeah. So it's more so just, it's a lot of valuing coaching, right. And get valuing guidance and support and all of the things that come with uh, a coach basically. So it's not just, you know, I, I had Lance on, Dr. Lance on, and we were talking about, you know, who is the active life, an active life gym for? Is it just for old people and injured people? We, we navigated through that conversation. And um, it's something that I need to do a better job explaining um, because it, it does initially sound like that when a lot of our messaging is get you out of pain, um, pain, pain, pain. And uh, most often the conversation then goes into, it's not just the physical pain. It's not just, you know, that weird time span post PT where it's, you know, we're taking over care or anything like that. It's, it could be the emotional pain. It could be the mental pain. It could be the pain of not knowing who to, like you said, throw your hands up, right? Like I ran out of options. That's pain. Um, and so, you know, right now it's like, to your point, we we're we're number one focused on someone who's 
values coaching and values our time and our resources and our knowledge uh, for them through that process as well. One thing I know we spoke off air, uh, I'm very curious to hear uh, for, for Dan, super smart Dan now, if you, if you could go back in a time machine to yourself, uh, when you were either, maybe, I don't know, I, I don't have a specific time frame in mind, but if you can go back in a time machine at any point in time in your career uh, and give yourself a piece of advice to better set yourself up for success, um, what would that be? Um, I, the first, when you, when you asked that, the first thing that came to mind was, uh, that there are other people that are like-minded, like, you know, share the same feelings, the same, same beliefs, the same values as you do when it comes to your business, um, that own businesses that are, you know, let's just say gyms, um, find them, right. Find the group that you belong to that's speaking the same language and looking to do the same thing and, uh, surround yourself with them because they're going to be really big resources, both in terms of anything from, uh, how to run a business a better way or run it a certain way to the emotional support that the support that you can, you can lean into when you're like, things are tough right now. Um, so that would be the, the, the biggest thing. That was the first thing that came to mind is find the people that, that share your values, share your beliefs and, and surround yourself with them. I love that. I know that's, um, many of the gym owners, when we log into our calls specifically like town hall or, or in our Facebook group, you know, we speak to that all the time. And, and, um, I was at a family party over the weekend and they ask like, what is active life? And my initial thought in response is it's a mastermind group. Like it's, yeah, is it business support? But, you know, we speak to so often, like just being part of the group of like-minded coaches. Um, and, and that's like where the, that's the gold for me as the gym owner is just feeling like um, we're no longer on an Island, but we're surrounded by, and we've embedded ourselves amongst other gyms like ours. And we're all going in the same direction. And there's going to be some weeks where we're riding a high and we're feeling good and, and we're sharing wins and someone else on the call is, is on a low and they're having the worst week of their life. And they feel like the world's coming to an end. And then seven days later, it's the complete opposite. Right. But that's the beauty of being on a team is understanding that week to week, it's going to change and you can trust that the people around you are going to pick you up when you need it. Um, and that you, it's your responsibility to do the same, uh, for them. Yeah. And it goes to what you were saying before, like people can see what you're doing and think it's crazy. And then it's easy for you to be like, am I crazy? Is this crazy? Right. So to have people that, that reinforce that what you're doing is the right thing, right? If it's something that you value and you believe in that you do it and that, you know, others, other people, maybe they can't see it now, but that's because it is new. And that's an exciting thing to be a part of, right? Not, it, it's not, it, it, while it can be scary and daunting, it's also um, exciting and exciting opportunity and to lean into that as opposed to shying away from it. Yeah. Big time. That's one thing I, I, uh, in seasons, and I say seasons, but it's like pockets of time, seasons in a week. Uh, when I when we have seasons of a week where it's feeling a little bit daunting, right, and and not so hot, um, I just try to remind myself that what we're doing is special. It's it doesn't exist, um, and we truly are like bringing something that, to the marketplace that's solving many problems for people. Um, and most recently, I've I've tried to put myself in more conversations with other professionals that serve 
the same industry, but in different ways, for example, like physical therapists or chiropractors or, um, other types of gym owners and just hear, hear their story, but also hear their perspective on it and just hear from them in their words, the same thing that we're projecting and moving forward with. And it's reassuring in those moments. It's like, okay. Cause sometimes you think you're crazy and, and like your echo chamber, you're like, yeah, of course, everyone around me says we're doing the right thing. So to go outside of that too, and just hear from other people that again, in their words is reassuring in those moments to say, I'm not keep going forward. Like you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it can be hard because, you know, in order to get there, you have to make, it's not, you can make some small changes, right? You can make, you can take baby steps. You can, you can crawl before you run, crawl before you walk. However, with that said, at some point, there needs to be a significant change that gets made, right? Because ultimately what you're doing is you're, you're changing your identity, right? Like, and it's, it might be, we might be warming it up over time, but at some point you have to really turn up the, the heat so that people can really see and feel that your culture is different, that your service is different. Um, otherwise it's, it's very easy for there to be more confusion. So, um, in order to get to be where you want to be, like you can, you can work up the courage, but inevitably you have to jump and, and trust that that jump is, you know, because it does so strongly align with your values and your beliefs that it's going to work. Uh, and like you said, that when you talk to people that are in the marketplace, and they understand the problems that do exist and the problems that do exist there, they align with the, the type of service that you're providing. Um, it's more of a, okay, it's not an if, it's just a when. And we're, 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 we're working our way to that when. And in the meantime, just referring back to, to, to what it is that's driving you to do that so that it keeps you looking forward to, to that opportunity every day or every week. Yeah, it's a great point. I, I think as you were talking, I was reminded someone, I believe it was you or maybe Ken or someone shared in the Facebook group uh, recently just about it's natural for humans to to kind of look at the gap between where you are and where you want to go and get overwhelmed by maybe how big that gap is or all the hurdles or obstacles or things you need to do to, to progress and go forward. When if you just took a step back and looked at yesterday and just looked at the 1% improvement we made yesterday or the 5% improvement we made over the last month. Like don't just look forward at the gap, but look right behind you and, and encourage yourself with the small victories that you had 24 hours ago, um, in those moments. Yeah. And that was, yeah, Ken, Ken posted that. And, and, um, he actually had another comment. I don't believe he put in that post, but it was, you know, if you're always looking forward, it's like chasing the horizon you never get there, right? Because the horizon always keeps moving. The same is true when it comes to goals and whether it be life or business is you always just set the next thing because you accomplish it, then what's the next thing? Mm. So if you're able to look back at what you've done, like then you can see how far that you've come. And, and that's really important as a business owner as you because you're, you're leading right from the front, but it's also exceptionally important for the rest of the team, right? Because you, you are the, um, the bellwether for how they feel. Right. So if, if you, as the leader are starting to question and inevitably you'll question, but to the degree, that's what affects the confidence of the team, right? It either inspires them to take, take action, or it leads them to question, like, are we really doing the same thing? So it reinforces the, the part of it being, um, something that, that you need to do, um, 
often and that you also then need to do and, and share with the team because they they're if you're living in the gray as the business owner you tend to do better with it because you you knew the risk of opening and operating your business right and and you sometimes thrive off of that but but anyone who works for you like they don't they might not live in that 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 uh area of risk as well right so if you can help them understand where you are versus where you've been and where you are versus where you're going then that's what that's what coalesces the team yeah i love that last thing here before we wrap up i'm curious what you're most excited about uh maybe it's with with active life or maybe it's with um the responsibility you have within the company of active life or or maybe the future of of the fitness industry um what comes to mind for you when i ask that question of you know what's what excites you most of what's to come with everything that we're doing uh i would say part of 1a of that answer is that we are committed to opening our own location and the reason why i say that it's not about well now we have an active life gym that's under the active life name it's that it can really be the test kitchen where we can help accelerate everyone else's success right because we can we can share the successes we've had individually in our running our own businesses or say hey like that you want to avoid this because we saw this as a problem in our own businesses. But what we can do now is we can point to the specific things that happen in the specific model and use it as a tool to help to help motives or help any of our other clients get to where they want to be. Um, so it's great to have belief in something, but it's even better to have proof of it. That's at least what I what I believe. So the fact that we're able to take everything that we do and turn around and talk to our clients and share our experiences and share best practices and work together on that. Um, it just reinforces our belief in where there are holes in that, in the gap between fitness and healthcare. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to help everyone that's, that's taken the leap that you have Mike, or that's just a little bit behind you feel more comfortable, more confident and, and have more success faster. Awesome. I love that. What, uh, where, where can we find you, Dan? Um, well, you can find me on, uh, on Instagram. I have two accounts, but I really only use one and it's just really all pictures of my kids. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram, D D Rogan one. Um, that's my, that's my handle. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today, Dan. Um, I look forward to, to having you back in the future, uh, and continuing to work with you. Yeah, definitely. Mike. Thanks. Thanks for having me.